0: Welcome to Direct Line with Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler. Direct Line: Religious topics without preaching, mixing politics and religion and not shying away from controversy. You're not going to find all your answers, but you will always find an opinion. This is Direct Line and now your hosts, Greg Taylor and Stephanie Spangler.
1: Well, good morning. Welcome to Direct Line. It's Thursday, October 13. It's good to be back in studio, Stephanie. We it's missed been a you month. Well, but we've been a month out of the studio. You know, I had that safety and security on the 22nd, and then we pre recorded on the 29th because of the prison worship event. Right. And then last week, uh, our in studio guest and Direct Line sponsor, Dean Crandall, and I were in Lebanon, and we're back. Garrett, we missed you, man. <laughs> glad to have you back. Uh, g- glad to be back. But Stephanie, we could not do Direct Line without some awesome sponsors. These sponsors have been faithful. For the two and a half years of Direct Line, who are we saying thank you to?
2: Well, first of all, you already mentioned that Dean Crandall is here with us in the studio with Morgan Stanley, the team at Hans Tankwash, the Darby family with Sunset Funeral Home, Bill and Mary Lou Knight with Lakewood Insurance, Chris and Dacia Robinson with Robinson Chiropractic, and Don and Deanna Witzel with McDonald's. You
1: know, I was reflecting back to the beginning of Direct Line. We were in studio for three weeks, mm-hmm. and then we had to shut down. Mm-hmm. And one of the early pictures of Direct Line. Was Dean Crandall right. in studio, and you've like got your hand right. out, like holding him because, off because, because of we COVID. didn't know what was happening right. with COVID like, at stay that away. Point.
2: Well, now right. we have our hand up because he's got a cold. That's right. So. Well, I, we all have colds. <laughs> I know it's that, that time of struggling. year. Yeah. But yeah. Dean,
1: thanks for uh, taking the time to come in and mm-hmm. be a part of Direct Line. We're going to have you in studio all morning long. All right. I'm glad to be here. And mm-hmm. so I want to start by talking about a program that you and I are both a part of. It's called the Colson Fellows Program. It actually used to be known as the Centurions. Talk a little bit about why you engaged. You engaged pretty early on in this. Right. Uh, Chuck Colson had this desire, what, to raise up 100 worldview thinkers. Is that <laughs> a
3: good way to describe it? Yeah. Yeah, it was originally uh, called the Centurions Program. It's now Colson Fellows. Uh, I went through it... Um, I believe starting 09 and ended up in 2010. Okay. Uh, I was in the seventh class. I believe Chuck's last class was class eight. Okay. If I remember right. So okay. I, had, I had the privilege of studying under him. Hmm. Um, at that time, we had uh, three... Uh, it's, as you know, it's very rigorous. It is. You, you, what do we read about a 13, 14 books? Yeah. Um, John Um, Crane, who's on the
1: board was with me last Saturday and he described it as a PhD level Hmm. program. And I'd never really thought
3: about it like that, but it really, you make that case. Yeah. It's. I've heard people say it's like a master's degree in worldview and, um, having put all the work in, I can attest to that. So can you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, one of the best, privileges of my life really was, was being able to meet Chuck. Hmm. Um, at that time we, I made three trips to Washington, DC. Yeah. We had, uh, it was, was three or four day uh, plenary sessions. Um, so you're in the same room with Hmm. with Chuck Colson all day long. And, um, you know, it's not like we exchange Christmas cards or anything, but um, to get to spend that much time with, uh, first of all, a guy who, who was Nixon's Right hand man, right, during some not so good times, right, uh, and then who later went on to become a Christian and um, um, founded Prison Fellowship Ministry. I mean, he's just he, he operated on, on a world stage, yeah. And to be able to get to know him was, was just one of the treats of my life.
1: And one of the testimonies that I heard last Saturday you and I are part of the leadership team for the brand new Indianapolis cohort that right. meets in Whitestown. And Colson had this vision I want to raise up a hundred every year. And if I raise up a hundred every year, you know, in a decade, that's a yeah. thousand. And if it goes a couple decades, it's a couple thousand. Well, this year the number is staggering. That are going through the Colson Fellows Program. It's expanded, and I want to say it's something like eight thousand or something, nine thousand. Does that sound right? Well, or not? no,
3: it's uh, it's about it, it. What is it? Thirteen hundred? Is it okay? Like? All right, okay, yeah. but yeah. a lot that, more. That's still
1: way more. Yeah, than, and, and yeah. the vision is that yeah. it's just going to keep growing, right. and so. Um, I would have loved to have been a part of a program that, you know, I'm with Chuck Colson in Mm -hmm. Washington, D.C., but you have these cohorts meeting literally all over the United States, and you just see this multiplication Mm -hmm. happening, and uh, it's just wild how a a person can have a vision that seems like a grand vision, but the Holy Spirit gets a hold of it, and it just blows it away, blows it out of the water.
3: Yeah, same uh, thing has happened with Ron Blue, with his work, uh, his yeah, God can take things a lot further yeah, than yeah. we ever dreamed possible.
2: I have a question. So you, you did this back in 09, 010. Mm-hmm. You're still a Colson Fellow. Are you a lifelong member of this club, or what yeah. is it? Yeah, you you're, just... a, you're a
3: lifer. Yeah? Uh, and you just
2: keep learning? I mean, do you keep going back to these cohorts? Or... Yeah, you, and... I mean,
3: you can you can be as involved as you want. Uh, I've chosen here recently to be more involved, Okay, um, to help with the cohort yeah. in, in Indianapolis. Uh, having it here in our backyard is has been really nice. Huh. Oddly enough, Indianapolis was uh, a a whole. I mean, really? uh, huh. you would think that um, you know with with Indy's uh kind of a bible belt mentality mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. there would be be one there but yeah, it wasn't and, yeah. and
2: you say Colson Fellows but are there also women involved in this oh yeah, oh, yeah. so it's not just a, okay it's not guys. Yeah. so girls yeah. guys if someone yeah. wants to be a part or chicks learn more yes. chicks are <laughs> <Yes>. okay <laughs> babes are <allowed. laughs> so it, if someone wants to get involved in a program like this what do they do
3: yeah just go to uh, it's probably colsonfellows.org not just org, just yeah. google Colson Fellows Interesting. Uh, okay. very nice webpage tell mm. you all about it tell you what the curriculum is the cost involved um pre do not take it lightly this this isn't a uh uh, a weekend course at the holiday inn at terra hope this is something right (laughs) um you know you're you're gonna really work on this and why is the program so important what's it doing oh my gosh um well chuck's vision was to have people study different worldviews and um look i know i'm biased and i know we have listeners who may not um be Christians, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But if you just follow every single worldview to its logical conclusion, other than Christianity, you end up in a pretty dark place. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you if you look at secularism, postmodernism, Islam, mm-hmm. uh, Hinduism, yeah. uh, New Age, um, you know those things can really end up in either just ambiguity right. or a dark place. Yep. And and Christianity is. <laughs> The good news for us is it's a pretty easy sell once you really look at all this stuff, because ours is the only um, worldview that ends in peace, right. and love, right. and beauty. Now Christians have done some bad things mm-hmm. in right. the name of Christ, mm-hmm. corrupted. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, but you have to separate that out. Yeah. Uh, we we had the we had the chance to talk about the Crusades on right. a on right. a harrowing uh, cab ride across right. the mountains in Lebanon. That's and, right. And uh, so There's a lot no of no way to
1: sell that as a positive, you know, there's no no way uh, to soft sell it. Yeah.
3: yeah, A lot of bad things have been done in the name of Christ, but Christ didn't command those. Right. So that's people um, getting in the way. So that's a long answer to your question, but.
2: Basically, it's helping people get to their own worldview or the correct, what we hope is the correct worldview.
3: Well, yeah. You know, one of Chuck's biggest um, isms was we do not impose, Mm -hmm. we propose. Right. Mm -hmm. We, we winsomely talk about these things, get the issues on the table, uh, be adults about it. Yep. And and our, the, the, you do not impose Christianity. Right. But right. when but when people learn true theology, it's a pretty good proposition. Mm-hmm.
1: And I think part of the problem is Barna just released a study this year that said this is pastors, not not Christians, but pastors, only 37% of mm-hmm. pastors in America operate with a biblical worldview. Hmm. Yeah. That's, I mean, less than four and 10, really scary. So what's that going to look like? You know, when you get down to the congregational level, Mm -hmm. you know, to Mm -hmm. the level of who's sitting in the pews or the Mm -hmm. chairs on Mm -hmm. Sunday morning. Mm -hmm. And so the thing I love about it is you really are stretched. You really are moved. I I knew nothing about Islam, quite honestly. Hmm. I read the book, seeking Allah, finding Jesus. Mm -hmm. I learned a ton. Dean, that book in, in itself helped me so much on our trip in Lebanon just as uh, Nabil Qureshi talked about the dreams that he had, you know, and and, and that's something we heard repeatedly last week in Lebanon, hmm. Muslims that had Jesus dreams that today are Christ
2: followers. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean and, mean, and I would have never had that. You mean visions, literal visions, literal dreams? They believe. They are, yeah, uh, yeah, I
1: mean that is, that is a staple that we that we heard over okay. and over again. Right. But Nabil yeah. Qureshi said the more he dug into Christianity, the more he realized. Hmm.
3: Jesus was speaking to mm, Muslims gotcha. through dreams. Yeah. Wow. And I know how that sounds. That sounds pretty kooky. But doesn't right.
2: the Bible say that somewhere? Yeah, that m- it's in, in the, the Old end times. Your, your well,
3: old there's men, dreams all over the Bible. Well, your young men will dream dreams, yes, your old yeah. men will see visions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but when you look these people in the eye and they tell you right. their stories, they're not making this up. Right. right. I, one quick story. Um, I won't go into who it is, but a lady I know, very powerful Wall Street lady, mm-hmm. um, went to... Um, I believe it was Iraq during the war and got to sit down with 13 tribal leaders, which for a woman hmm. to be in the same tent as 13 men, tribal leaders, it was a big deal. A big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the, the, the one tribal leader said, I, before we begin, I have to tell you about the dream I had last night. Hmm. And um, uh, he, he went on to tell about how Christ met him in a dream and told him to do this and that. Hmm. Yeah, And then one by one, all the other 12 leaders said i had the same dream yeah I had the like same it. dream yeah had the same wow. dream yeah you can't make that up yeah right. yeah, yeah. Hmm. so it, it is it is real it in the west mm-hmm. we look at that as really out there mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. but it's really happening
1: absolutely
4: hmm. yeah
3: so all that to say i think
1: the colson fellows program i didn't know anything about it until i started talking to second church three and a half years ago you challenged me to Mm -hmm. go through the program, and I know something you and I are committed to, we'd love to see it get closer than Indianapolis. We'd love to see it in Danville or Champaign-Urbana or somewhere close. I don't know that that's going to happen, but I would throw this out. If you want more information, reach out to me, Greg, at secondchurch.com. Give me a call at the office, 217-442-7306 one of the best things I've been a part of. Super excited to be a part of the leadership team in Indianapolis. One final thing, I talked about John Crane. John Crane is an Indiana State Senator, strong, strong follower of Jesus. His uncle's were United States congressmen from Illinois. Phil Crane and Dan Crane. Dan Crane was from Danville. John is hosting an event in Lafayette on Thursday evening, October 27. The time is 5.30 to 7.30 Illinois time, so it's 6.30 Indiana time. But he's going to talk about the importance of worldview and the importance of having Christian leaders In government, in politics, Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. positions of influence, and I'm planning to attend that, and if you want more information about that, reach out to me. There's no cost. It's a free event. Lafayette's not that far. What is that, hour and 15 minutes, something along those lines, Mm -hmm. hour and a half? Mm -hmm. But um, I'm really impressed with John. and the stand that he's taken as an Indiana state senator, and it's just obvious the impact one person living with a biblical worldview, a Christian worldview, can make. So let's do this. Let's go to break, and I want to spend the rest of our time today talking about our recent trip to Beirut, Lebanon, and the Bekaa Valley, and south of Sidon. It's Thursday, October 13th. You're listening to Direct Line. We'll be right back after this. Hans Tankwash is proud to support the Women's Care Clinic. Let's hear now from Interim Co-Director Mariah Hansen.
4: Women's Care Clinic in Danville provides the love and support every woman deserves during pregnancy. The best news is all our services are free. Free pregnancy tests, free ultrasounds for pregnancy confirmation, and even free consultations with medical professionals. And that's not all. We offer parenting education, mentoring for moms and dads, and help with adoption planning. We also work closely with many community agencies for all the support our families need. More than anything, Women's Care Clinic offers hope, compassion, and care to our clients of every age and background. We'd love to have you join us. To learn more, volunteer, or make a gift, visit danvillewcc.org or call 217-431-0987. Women's Care Clinic in Danville. Changing lives one decision at a time.
5: Lakewood Insurance Agency can fulfill your farm and business insurance needs.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 W D A N.
2: Back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie with Greg and with Dean Crandall, and we're just going to dive right in. Yes. Talk about your trip. You were you were out of the country last week yep. um, in Beirut, Lebanon. So let's just dive in. What in the world were you doing over there? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'd say this. Um, Dean is the first person that told me about the Ministry Heart for Lebanon. And one of the challenges we have at Second Church, and it's a good thing, but it's also a challenging thing, is we support a ton of missions. Mm -hmm. We support a ton of ministries. So when Dean shared with me, hey, I got this connection Mm -hmm. with Heart for Lebanon, and I'd love to have him come, I'll be honest. The first thing I'm thinking is we've already got 27 ministries that we support, Mm -hmm. missions that we support. Mm -hmm. But we had an event back in May where we had Camille and we had Malad and we had Tom from Hartford Lebanon come Mm -hmm. and we we served a lunch and they told their story. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you at that point, Mm -hmm. right then Mm -hmm. I was hooked. Mm -hmm. And Tom threw out to me that day, you ought to come to Lebanon. Mm -hmm. And I was making plans at that point Mm -hmm. to do it. So I'll let you take it from here. How'd you find out about Hartford Lebanon?
3: Kind of a long story. I was in Boston having dinner with a mutual fund manager um, in, it would have been October of 17, I guess And This is a Christian run group And they were talking about Coming back From the Middle East Working with uh, Syrian war refugees And how uh, The window is wide open For the Muslim population To at least Now hear about Another story And the the Mm -hmm. whole Islam thing Isn't really working out Mm Right Over there Right Uh, And that kind of planted a seed You know how What happens when a seed's planted Mm -hmm. Then you know It's like If if you look for red Chevys All you see is red (laughs) Chevys The next day Yeah so I um, started reading the papers and just becoming interested in what's going on in, uh, in that area of the world. Um, and then I was at a, uh, a Christian financial advisor uh, conference we go to every, um, called Kingdom Advisors, every April in Orlando. And David Platt, uh, a yeah. very, very famous preacher, was the keynote speaker, and he talked about the same thing. Hmm. And so, uh, you know, when you get a couple taps on the shoulder like that, uh, I remember stepping out of that session and thinking, you know what? a couple of times now I've been challenged to do something. Let's yeah. do something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, four, five of us from my company, um, went over there hmm. and, uh, just to see what it's called a vision trip. Same this trip in 2018. Is that yes. right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, so from fall of 17, Yeah, Uh, here I am, May of 18, I'm in Lebanon. So, uh, I didn't, that was not in my game plan. Yeah. (laughs) And then we saw what happened. We, uh, we actually helped them raise about $40,000 to build the new building that you and I were in. Which is incredible. In the Macaw. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so. Man,
1: that's awesome.
2: What are some of the basic realities of life in Lebanon? I mean, I, I live in little Covington, Indiana. I have no idea what's going on in Lebanon. What's going on with refugees? What's going on with their economic system?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a total train wreck. Um, Lebanon has been rocked by I don't know four or five crises. Um, yep. You you've had the uh, you've had COVID, which yep. obviously was terrible. You've had a, a currency crisis. I think the lira is down 95%. Yeah. When you and I were there, they don't even publish prices. They told us 4 uh,
1: years ago the exchange rate was $1 to 1500. Yeah. Now yeah. it's $1 to 39,000. Yeah. Not
3: 3900. Wow. 3, wow. 39,000. So so you've got that going, you've got a political crisis which ensued coming out of that, you've yeah. got banks closing, you had an explosion. Yeah. Um fertilizer. There was 20 <laughs> what 2300 tons of ammonium nitrate, nobody right. People forgot about right stored there on the on the uh, ocean or on the uh, the bay and it mm-hmm. blew up. Wow! Um, largest
1: non nuclear explosion is that what they said? Yeah, something like that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: and then really the main thing is the Syrian refugee crisis. <laughs> yeah. That that was the largest humanitarian crisis since World War Two.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. They told um,
1: us that prior to the war so this would have been like 2007 2008 it's estimated syria had a population of about 21 million right today it's half that wow. yeah yeah ha- half because their country is well because they're all, all right. not, not two million are in lebanon They've, but jordan i mean they're everywhere germany uh, yeah wow yeah yeah, yeah. so
3: wow. yeah uh, you know lebanon's a, a country of about what is it four and, and a half million people with plus they be- two <laughs> they believe two million refugees yeah mm. you know what if america had yeah uh, what 150 million refugees? Yeah, wow. that that would be the comparable. So it's, I, I, until you're there on the ground and you witness sure. human suffering on a level yeah. we have, it it's really hard to comprehend. You know, you, we come back here and we're we're upset about uh, you know our cars dirty or mm-hmm. whatever.
2: The roads aren't quite yeah. paved the way we want. Well, them to Well, let me do just you. give you this illustration:
1: driving to the palatial Newhoff Media uh-huh. Studios today. Uh-huh. I'm at the stoplight at the bridge and it won't turn and it won't turn mm-hmm. and it won't turn and there's no cars coming uh-huh. and it finally turns green after six minutes. And I slam my steering wheel and then I thought to myself, <sighs> I was sitting in a tent mm-hmm. 10 days ago mm-hmm. with people that have nothing. Mm-hmm. Taylor, get it together. Okay.
2: Know? So, yeah, explain. In my mind, I'm envisioning like just tents. I mean, living on dirt, dirt, dirt and tents and. No yeah, running yeah. water, no electricity. Is that what we're talking about?
3: Uh, they're typically concrete. Yeah. Um, it's a filthy area. You've got open sewers. Okay. They literally are um, like tarps. Okay. Uh, they they they. It's a wood frame with a tarp. That's it. Yeah. And 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 you'll go into these people's living rooms, which are maybe what uh, 12 by 12 maybe Mm -hmm. maybe yeah and there might be eight people living there yeah Mm -hmm. and they have no furniture yeah um thin mattress i mean very they have have like a Mm -hmm. five inch thick foam Mm -hmm. uh, mat
1: they insist you sit on it Mm -hmm. yeah that's where they sleep
3: Mm -hmm. and that's it i mean it's as humbling as anything i've ever witnessed
2: how do they feed themselves what
3: yeah, in any way they can. Uh, uh, the Bacal Valley is an agricultural uh, valley, so they there are they need workers to pick fruit. Day and, laborers, yeah. You know. uh, some construction, although again now with the economy so bad, there's yeah. the construction has really kind of come to a halt. So it it's you've taken an already un unworkable situation, and mm-hmm. just when you think things couldn't get worse,
1: right? They did, right. One of the things that Heart for Lebanon, which is a ministry that's only been around about, what, 16 years? It's not a, a yeah. long-standing 2006, ministry. 2006, yeah, right? 2006. Yeah. One of the things that they've been brilliant with, from my perspective, is they have used food as a front door. They've mm-hmm. used education mm-hmm. as a front door. A lot of these Syrian refugees that are being educated by Heart for Lebanon, they were born in Lebanon. That's all they know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've lived in these tents 10, 12 years Yeah. Ago. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. this isn't a six-month...
2: Yeah right hiatus and they're going to go back they're not going
3: to go back well there's nowhere to go we asked them we
1: i think one family of all the families that we talked to that were syrian refugees said we hope to go back and the rest of them said what would we go back to yeah
3: i mean their
2: families like grandma and grandpa comes and they all find each other and they pretty much uh, live together
3: they do have they are provided cell phones Okay. Um, By they, whom? UN. Uh, the okay. UN. Okay. Uh, because they found that communication does give them hope, uh-huh. it, it, which stands to reason. Sure. If you're, at least if sure. you can communicate with your uncle, your grandma, whatever right. back right. home. Right. Um But it—it's <laughs> it, just so.
1: It's humbling. despair. Yeah. It is despair. But yeah. what's happening is, I think you—you hit it earlier in the show. You have these people that have been deeply rooted in the Muslim faith all of their lives. I mean, for generations, mm-hmm. and they're saying. This isn't working, mm-hmm. and these Christians are giving me food with no strings attached, so, and they're educating my children with no strings attached, I'll go to a Bible study. Right. Tell me about this Jesus.
2: Right. So let's, we let's talk that. about, is it Camille and Tom and Milad and Bisher? Yeah. Is that, that's the team? Bisher. Bisher. Yep. That's the yep. team of people that you were yeah. with. C- talk about them and their their faith.
3: Yeah. Camille, Camille Milkey uh, is a Lebanese. He's, he's, uh comes from a very well-connected family, yes. by the way. He went to school in Anderson. He's 56, I think. Right. Uh, went to school at Anderson University. Okay, just over in Indiana, it, right? Yeah. And actually, was if you remember Bill and Gloria, Gloria Gaither, Gaither uh-huh. he was their, uh, I believe, their road road manager, manager oh, for a okay. time. So, okay. uh, she, actually, his wife Hoda and Gloria are very good friends to this okay. day. Um, uh, an amazing guy, very jovial, wickedly smart. Yes, um, very good sense of humor. I, I you, you can't. Camille just attracts people yep. mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and then um and then Tom Adama ATEMA um is 74 years old kind of starting to phase out I think a little bit yeah. uh looking at a different direction mm-hmm. uh Tom worked with Billy Graham Ministries okay. and he was Mr. Graham's director of radio stations for mm-hmm. years for years wow. yeah so worked um hand in hand with Mr. Graham throughout his career so you've got two very mm-hmm. very capable people mm-hmm. that put this NGO together Yep. And um, God is blessing it.
1: And then talk a little bit about Malad and Bashir, because Bashir yeah. leads the ministry in the Baka, and Malad leads the ministry down south, and I know we need to be probably strategic in how we tell this story, but um, especially with Malad.
3: Yeah, everything's digitized, so to protect their identities, uh, let's just say that Malad was a uh, member of a, um, can we say... I think you'd
1: say terrorist organization. Uh, a t- yeah, I will just yeah.
3: say a terrorist organization. Mm. And um, uh, has really an Apostle Paul mm. type of conversion story. Wow. Um, where he was trained to kill. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And who knows what he did. But now is um, leading the the South operation, uh, which is in Hezbollah territory. Mm. Yeah. Which is a very dangerous place. Mm-hmm.
1: We uh, were in the village that in Bible times was Zarephath, where Elijah healed the widow's son. I don't know if you remember mm-hmm. that account in mm-hmm. First Kings 17. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, Malad, he's a pied piper. Mm. I mean, he is in charge. There's no doubt about it. Mm. And, yeah. and you want to talk about people being drawn to uh, Camille. Man, people are drawn to Malad. Mm. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh,
3: the gentleman that runs the Bacaw Valley to the west of Beirut, uh, Bashir, is the opposite of Malad. Yeah. He's, he's very gentle. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But just, uh, just a wonderful person. We, um, Greg and I had a chance to have lunch with he and his, yeah. his wife. Yep. Who's Syrian. Oh, yep. From Damascus. Yep. And they're three beautiful little girls. I got twin girls hmm. yeah. and these little seven year old girls yeah. speak perfect Arabic and perfect English. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah just, they were dolls. It mm. was incredible. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, we met
1: so many other people. I mean, Davao, Tony, I mean, the list goes on and on Joseph, but, uh, they have put together a fantastic team. And one of the things that we see playing out is more and more people coming to saving faith in Jesus. We left on Thursday, the following Sunday, last Sunday, they baptized 17. Wow. And one of the people that was baptized is a Lieutenant in the Lebanese army. Mm. Yeah. You're going to hear his story in direct line in a couple weeks. Mm. We were able to capture a, a short interview with him, but um, it's amazing what's happening. It mm. really is. Mm. And uh, Lebanon has more refugees per capita than any country in the world. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is just uh, with this few resources. That's right. Mm-hmm. But, but again, it just mm-hmm. shows you mm-hmm. that it's in situations like this. I think sometimes our greatest problem in America is our prosperity mm-hmm. and the fact that we have so we're so distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many obstacles mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. can get in the mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm.
3: so I mean, the thing I want to make sure we we talk about Heart for Lebanon is a lot of a lot of organizations will go to the the refugee camps and dump off food mm-hmm. or toiletries, mm-hmm. soap, right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's good. In fact, my wife and I support a Christian mission that does so, but you'll also see their trucks turn right around and leave. Mm-hmm. Whereas Heart for Lebanon will go into the tents like Greg and I did, mm-hmm. yeah. and and build relationships with these people. Yeah. And after about the fourth or fifth visit, um, these people start to say, "Why are you doing this? Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, nobody else does this. Mm-hmm. What, right. Why are you doing this? Right. Aha. Yep. And then the doors open it's the front door to hmm. have yep. the talk. Again. You know."
2: Yep. Well, in my mind, when I think Heart for Lebanon, I, I don't know why. I just picture a building. I don't know what's going on in there. But I hope when we come back after our next break yep. here yep. that you'll kind of explain more what Heart for Lebanon is. It sounds like they have a couple different locations. Yes. Um, so I, I want to hear more about what they're doing exactly with education and, and things and how people maybe can support it or learn more about it. But yep. we'll be right back after this break. Stick with us.
6: You know, it's easy to make promises. The hard thing is keeping them. Sunset promises to carry your load at a most difficult time. To the communities they serve, they promise to be there for your children, your churches, and your organizations. Sunset promises to help our veterans. They will support them with the same level of commitment these veterans had as soldiers defending our freedom. I'm Judy Fraser, and if you're looking for a family that keeps their promises, I would suggest you make just one phone call. Sunset Funeral Homes and Cremation Centers. Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring.
5: This is Rob
0: Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at McHire.com or stop by any of our locations. Robinson Chiropractic wants you to know that you're never too young or old to benefit from chiropractic care. Robinson Chiropractic can help increase your mobility and range of motion. Plus, regular alignments just make you feel better. Come get acquainted today. Robinson Chiropractic is located at the corner of Vermillion and Poland Road in Danville, also in Hoopston, Westville, and Watsika. Make an appointment today at robchiro.com. That's R-O-B-C-H-I-R-O dot com.
1: You're listening to Direct Line. On fourteen
4: ninety W. Well welcome
2: back to Direct Line. It's Stephanie and Greg with Dean Crandall, and we're all kind of fighting colds. I guess maybe Is we... it that time of the year it, or is well, it the airplane? I think it's the airplane. Okay. I was on an airplane last week. You guys were on an airplane and it's so also I think... soybean
3: dust. That's true. Oh, That's is that true. What it is? Soybean dust gets me. That's true. Uh, I'm an old farm boy, so yes, <laughs> me, I know this. So here's yeah. the
1: question when do you go to the doctor? My wife's just been on me go to the doctor, but I don't I don't think I'm doing that. You're yet, not doing it. So.
3: That's what WebMD is for. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Sorry to all the (laughs) doctors listening out there. Don't mean that. Well,
2: off air, while we were on break there for a minute, we were talking about sort of the wheel that's turning over there with Heart for Lebanon and how it works. Um, You know, millions of refugees in the country. How do you start making a difference? And so you said food is the first real. Open door, you know, dropping off food. But then the difference with the people who are serving with Heart for Lebanon is they they stick around. They're not dropping the food off and leaving. They're going into the tents. They're building relationships. And then education becomes important. So to kind of talk about that wheel, what's turning and spinning over there, that's really making a big difference.
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, whether it's in Danville at our mm-hmm. our local food distribution or anywhere, you, you meet human needs, right. you know, and that's not hard to figure out. That right. every, and right. a lot of people can do that. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have to be a Christian to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so you meet their needs with, with food, with uh, uh, diapers. Yeah, uh, That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. With uh, medicine, with uh, uh, coats and blankets and that type of thing. But then you don't. Um, and again, that's fine to do that. It, right. we, sh- we should. But Heart for Lebanon then. Takes that one step further and then they, they start building relationships with these people. Right. Hey, here's a blanket. Can can I, can I come talk to you later on today?
2: How big is the team? I mean, is it just these four people that you talked oh, about? No. Or, oh, no, I mean, how no, no, big no. is the team? They have 80
3: like, employees, I want to say. I think it's close to between that. Between yeah. full and okay. part time. I mean, it's a big operation. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that yeah, they're many about, a, about a $5.5 million budget. Okay.
2: But they're all point. making their way into relationships with people.
3: Uh yeah, yeah, that's how you start. Mm-hmm. And uh and then after about the fourth or fifth visit, mm-hmm. uh these 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 <laughs> refugee families say, "Why are why on earth are you doing this?" right? You know, that this isn't part of the the the, the Islam mentality to right. to mm-hmm. to to do this. And um then that opens up a conversation about the the gospel message.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Next thing you know, um they and by the way, if they have children, I think probably the most amazing ministry is their education. Absolutely. I mean, they're running schools. In the Bacaw and down south, uh, what, 175 students in the morning? Yeah, in both locations. In both locations. Yeah. And 100 in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, that's like a bonus program in the
3: afternoon. So (laughs) So you're talking
2: like elementary, high school? Yeah, uh, it it would be
3: our, say, K through four maybe okay. through four okay. K through yeah. five, something like yeah. that. So
2: these are kids that are basically just living in a tent with no education whatsoever illiterate. besides whatever mom and dad are teaching and, and, and they may be illiterate.
3: Typically mom and dad are illiterate. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. certainly mom. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Dad may know how to read. Um, so you, yeah. And they, little girls get to go to school. Yep. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, it, if, if, when you look at these kids in the eye mm-hmm. and you're in front of them, um, if it, 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 I get a lump in my throat every mm-hmm. time I go. Yeah. And and you see these kids, and it's just a thing of beauty. They're happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're coming from the worst situation you can imagine. Yeah. They're learning about uh, Jesus. They are they are learning English. Mm-hmm. They are singing, which yeah. is not allowed.
2: Okay, I didn't realize Isn't that. that crazy? No there's, singing of any kind is allowed in Islam?
3: No music. I think there's hmm. chants that are allowed. Okay. But the idea of a, a
1: music-driven okay. um Joyful worship song is, is no. Yeah,
3: you wouldn't have a job over there. I yeah. <laughs> guess not. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. You'd be wow. wearing a hijab. Is I that what it. they call it, right? Hijab. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, so the schools are amazing. They, they they bring these little dirty minivans and they'll pack. Oh. There's no car seats. They'll pack yeah. 20 kids in these vans. They'll go back out to the tents wow. and come do it again the next day. And the kids are just, and you can see it in the behavior mm-hmm. of the kids, a, a definite behavior change. Once when, they get in the school. Once they get in the school. Yeah. Because when you and I were in the... <laughs> we, got, we got overwhelmed I got by, this picture of Dean.
1: Their kids just clinging Aww. to you. It, I mean... It, I,
3: I thought they were going to take you down at one
1: time. <laughs> I um, mean, like 15, 20 kids. I oh, yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. Not in the schools. This is in the, the tent city, the right. village. Yeah. And, yeah.
2: And, and, it, and is it just because you're a tall white man i mean educate what is it um, just the, you're a stranger I, I, they think you have money I, I don't know i think all the above yeah, it's yeah. just
3: i was a novelty yeah, and, and yeah. um and i think they're ignored yeah uh-huh. you know, we paid attention yeah, okay. to okay. them you know well,
2: yeah. let me ask you this exactly. is, is there is there um contention between the lebanese and the syrians is there oh yeah yeah i would think that the country the lebanese might resent that all these people are coming in and well
3: w- w- and with that <laughs> The twist on that is without going too much into detail there was a 13 year civil war right okay. it basically was the Syrians trying to claim Lebanon yeah. okay. and so now, now they're trying here to, you are yeah, letting right. letting the people who fought you mm. into your country really right. and so many Lebanese are like I don't want to help those people right so um,
2: is it is heart for Lebanon run by Lebanese people
3: yes okay yeah. so well and I mean
1: uh,
3: um, Tom is an American okay yeah. Oh, okay yeah and I'm sure there's there was people from Syrian descent there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. yeah but so. Just to give you a picture, you know, Lebanon, uh, in their constitution, they say the president has to be a Christian. Right. Hmm. The prime minister has to be a Sunni. A su- Is that uh, right?
3: No, uh, uh, she- uh, a yeah, Sunni. Yeah, a Sunni. And then the
1: Speaker of the House has to be a Shiite. Hmm. Shiite Muslim. So, and I mean, I okay. didn't know a lot about that, but mm-hmm. these are people that typically don't play well together. So, I mean, they're forcing <laughs> yeah. them okay. basically to get along. And, uh, and yet I think that's created challenges as well. You mentioned Hezbollah. Hezbollah still has a huge influence there, mm-hmm. but my favorite picture of the entire trip was Dr. Yasser Eric, who grew up part of the Muslim brotherhood in Sudan. So he would have been a Sunni, a radical Sunni.
3: Well, his, his uncle was founder right, of, of the, the Muslim, Muslim brotherhood, brotherhood in hmm. Sudan. Yeah. So yeah. he is here,
1: standing next to him is Malad, and all I'll say about him is he was a Shiite mm-hmm. fighter. Mm-hmm. And the two of them are arm-in-arm mm-hmm. brothers in Christ, and I just thought to myself, only only God can do that. Right. Yeah, right. Only faith in yeah. Jesus can break. Because they, they're sworn enemies based on Sunni and Shias and mm-hmm. arm-in-arm. They were trained to kill Christians and
3: Jews. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, and it I
1: just, I mean, it, yeah. it, it's absolutely amazing. And just a plug... Dr. Yes or Eric, we need to get to Danville. One
3: of the most amazing men I've ever met. Yeah, Um, He he can take very complex uh, principles Mm -hmm. and and really, really meld them down to where you understand understand what's going on. We left (laughs) the Bakah heading back
1: to Beirut in a car with him. Mm -hmm. He started talking. You started recording. And like an hour later... I didn't want them to stop. Huh. Just keep going. Wow. Yeah, wow. just brilliant. Yeah.
2: So you have brilliant people leading this. So you you got these kids that are in school. Yeah. What what comes out of educating uh, yeah, refugee once, children? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, something new I learned this. Well, something new they've started is is it, they go they go K through. We said four. Yeah. So at fifth grade, if if students want to go on, then they also have scholarship programs, okay. and so they will uh, allow. Uh, little Yasser to go yep. to the Catholic school up the right. hill. And they'll help pay for it. And they'll help right. pay for that. Mm, right? Okay. Um, they have church services. They will run church services for Sunnis, for Kurds, for Shias, for women. Right. Uh, they, you have to di- really divide up hmm. be- because it's different languages, right. and different, different mm-hmm. uh, cultural, cultural yeah. um, influences you got to be aware of. Um, and then the ultimate thing is, which is really what sealed the deal for me, is not only do you meet do you meet Christian needs, do you do you you uh, you know train people on the gospel, but then you send them back out mm, so yeah. they have mm-hmm. a a, a um, very much a leadership culture.
2: Okay.
3: And they Greg and I got to see this. That, that's yeah. why they brought Doctor Yasser in. And um, so they're training people to go back into Syria and start churches or or immigrate wherever they go. wherever they go. Yeah. Uh, we've mm-hmm. had they've had one immigrate to Canada. Um, so they may immigrate to Germany, Canada, go back to Syria, um, and that is a soup to nuts type of operation. Mm-hmm. You start by giving them food, mm-hmm. you end up by sending them out. Wow, that's pretty cool. Wow.
1: And the reality is, I hope that heart for Lebanon's, heart for Lebanon ministry hubs continue for decades, mm-hmm. and that the schools happen, mm-hmm. and that the church services mm-hmm. happen. If it all shut down today for whatever reason, mm-hmm. they have educated people through mm-hmm. this leadership ministry right. that you have now raised up Christian leaders that can go and make an influence. It's a lot like the Colson Fellows program in right. a lot of ways, hmm. right? You're getting, you know, you're getting well, critical
3: it's, mass. Now.
2: Yeah, that's yeah. what the Bible says to do. Right. I mean, right. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and it's and it's also. You know, Greg talked about the—Lebanon's about the only place in the Middle East where Christianity is—you don't get shot for, Mm. other other than Israel, obviously. Mm, Right, Mm -hmm. right. And so the door's still wide open. Mm. It's a somewhat stable place. Mm -hmm. Right, right. But, um, you know, we, as a church, we didn't have any—I don't think we supported anything in the Middle East. I don't think so. And Mm. yet here's— what uh close to two billion people yeah mm-hmm. yeah and yeah, you're gonna you're yeah. gonna turn your back on them yeah mm, yeah, so, wow, yeah. Wow.
2: that is all really good and spiritual but let's talk about food yeah can yeah. we talk about the food and the weather <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> tell me a little bit about that what did you well eat here's what i'll there? tell you you know i'm a <laughs> pretty picky eater <laughs> yeah
4: and
1: i thought man i'm gonna lose some weight i need to shed a couple pounds going into winter and i'm telling did you, you it well? went the
3: opposite yeah. oh man Food yeah. was great. Was it a lot of carbs? Yeah, <laughs> um, bread is a big part of bread. it. Bread, delicious. They have French fries are a big deal. Ah. It's, it's it's a former oh. French colony. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And they they tasted like steak and shake fries. Yeah, they, they were good. yummy. They were good. Mm. I've
1: I figured out French fries travel the world around. They're in Ivory yeah. Coast, Africa. Everybody knows. They're in them. India. They're in Lebanon. That that must be the staple. But the meat was incredible. I had lamb okay. one night. Uh-huh. Oh, just out of this world chicken uh yeah just beef, really beef good. and cherries yeah which yeah. doesn't Wasn't sound even
3: cherries like, yeah That's i know interesting yeah. i know what you're they thinking they said it was
1: huh. mincemeat and cherry and cherry sauce okay and it's, it's the best thing i had it's
3: huh. like the first time, time you here. heard of fish tacos you thought ew right <laughs> right <No?
2: laughs> hmm. how it. about the weather
1: yeah huh?
3: it's it's mediterranean it was yeah. actually we had pretty good weather it's okay. maybe in the Bacar, you're up pretty high so, so like it
1: cold well, I oh, wouldn't no. say cold, no. Oh, no, but no. like I got up on I think Monday morning, Tuesday morning, whatever morning it was to go for a walk, and I went out in my shorts and my T-shirt, mm-hmm. and I walked right back in yeah. and grabbed my sweatshirt because yeah. it was okay. fifty-five degrees. Okay. Now it got up to eighty-five that day, but they said in the Baka, you know, you'll have snow and ice. Yeah. In so the you have people time.
2: living in a tent or whatever, yes. and it's snowing. So yeah, uh,
3: two wow. two or three years ago, they had a bad snowstorm. Wow. And wow. Um, yeah,
2: um, yeah. Um, talk to me about why you're not able to talk about Israel. Well, what's that about? You're not able to talk about Israel? I'm not able
1: to talk about Israel. I made that mistake. I don't know if you even know that or not, but we were eating supper on Uh Monday night at the hotel, and I said, man, I love lamb. I had some really good lamb this summer, and someone from the team asked me where I had it, and I said, oh, I was in Galilee, in Tiberias, and her total countenance changed. Really? And and, wonderful person. She Uh pulled me aside and said, please don't mention that word again, and I said, lamb? And she said, (laughs) Israel. (laughs) She said yeah. you could cause great trouble. She's looking around to the other huh. guests. You could cause great trouble. Yeah.
3: yeah. Uh, the, the two don't get along. You can't cross the border. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 2000, when was the, the one month war? Oh, 2006. 2006. 2006, yeah. Uh, Hezbollah. I think, I, don't quote me, but I think the story is they killed two Israeli soldiers but then would not release their bodies. I think that Correct. was the story. And mm-hmm. Israel said, we're and, done. And um, mm-hmm. so Israel unleashed um, and is
2: Lebanon on the northern border of Israel? Yeah. Okay,
3: so they're, yeah they're, they share. Yeah, Tyre yeah. and Sidon, we gotcha. read about
2: in the Bible right. where Jesus okay.
1: did ministry, is in Lebanon. Okay. Southern part of Lebanon.
2: Gotcha. So, yeah. yeah. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And really, you brought an article with you today. We get home on Thursday, and on Sunday and Monday, a historic agreement was reached. Talk
3: a little bit about that. Well, uh, yeah, there's natural gas off the shore in the, in the Mediterranean Sea. And uh, Israel and Lebanon had a, a border dispute on who owns the ocean, you know, between mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person, you know, Lebanon drew their line, right. Israel drew their line, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a no-go zone for all of them. Well, now that they found gas, and now that Putin has decided to turn off the gas right. to Europe, right? Uh, Europe needs gas. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so that was the big impetus to... Um, to say, hey, let's let's kiss and make up, right? Um, right. So they they signed a historic agreement. Um, hmm. Who knows if it'll last? Uh, right. Be, uh, Mr. Betanyahu does not like the agreement. Right. If he gets back in, um, it could be torn up. But right. for now, it's it's pretty historic. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, it, everything is so complicated over there. That, that's what you'll find out. I, I, I the old saying is. You know, Americans go over there, and when they come back, they think they're an expert on right. the Middle East. And then right. the mm-hmm. second trip they come back, they they realize they know nothing about mm-hmm. the Middle right. East. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But um, yeah, Hezbollah has, has threatened to blow up any any offshore rigs, mm-hmm. and they're very capable of doing mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, hmm. But for now, it's it's a little bit of it was of good a, news. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A little bit of a cooperation between uh, two. Bitter, bitter enemies. So the
2: lady at that table might be saying the name of Israel now well, <laughs> in a good way. I mean, I mean,
1: she wasn't I, rebuking me because she was offended. Sure, I think she was saying if the people sure. around us sure. hear that. Sure. You're gonna go home in three days. Uh-huh. I, I've got to deal with exactly. these people. I live with right, these people. Right. I, I think gotcha. that's really what she yeah. was saying. Gotcha. So hey, let's do this. We're gonna continue this in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have an interview with Joseph, who was recently baptized, part mm-hmm. of the Lebanese army. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have an interview with Tom, wow. who is the co-founder mm-hmm. of Heart for Lebanon, mm-hmm. probably three weeks from today. Mm-hmm. But for now, let's put this to bed and just say mm-hmm. the number one thing you can do mm-hmm. for Heart for Lebanon is pray. Mm-hmm. That's what Tom said. Yeah. And, and they, they mean that. and, and he's gonna yeah. talk about a child sponsorship mm-hmm. program in a couple weeks and how people can get involved but for now just pray for the impact that's being made Mm -hmm. i saw it up close and personal Mm -hmm. we saw it up close and personal Mm -hmm. it was pretty cool to see it happen so we're going to go to break when we come back i can't get out of here without some history (laughs) i want to talk about some things that are happening at second church and i've got some good news you're listening to direct line it's thursday october 13th we'll be right back after this
6: Looking for a job that offers flexible hours, competitive pay, 401k options, and a few extra perks? This is Deanna Witzel from the Witzel Family McDonald's, and we are hiring.
0: This is Rob Witzel, Area Supervisor. We are hiring managers, custodians, and crew members at all locations in Covington, Danville, Oakwood, Hoopston, and Georgetown. Hourly pay for custodians and crew members is up to $13 an hour, and manager pay is up to $17 an hour. Just fill out the online application today at McHire.com or stop by any of our locations.
6: Hi, I'm Linda
2: Darby, and I'm part of the third generation of Darby's to own Sunset Funeral Home in Memorial Park.
4: Since the 1960s, our family has been proud to serve Vermillion County by providing unmatched dedication and personalized service to families.
1: And I'm Ross Darby. I'm part of the fourth generation in our family business. I want to introduce you to Hall of Fame plaques and signs. We promise to provide you with the same level of service at our sign shop that you've grown accustomed to at our funeral homes and cemetery. With a name like Hall of Fame,
2: it's going to be great.
1: You're listening to Direct Line on 1490 WDAN. Well, welcome back to Direct Line. It's Greg and Steph with our friend Dean Crandall. And again, thank you for uh, joining us every Thursday morning. Today's been a great day talking Mm -hmm. about... Heart for Lebanon and the ministry that's going on. I do want to remind you of a couple things that are happening at Second Church. We continue our series, Cultural Questions, Biblical Answers, Better Conversations. Mm -hmm. Last week, we talked about sex. Mm -hmm. This week, we're talking about race, Mm -hmm. the problem of race and Mm -hmm. prejudice. And we're going to see what Jesus had to say about it. We're going to see what Paul had to say about it. Um, But yeah, this series has flown by. I know. I can't believe we're on week six already. Almost done. Also want to put a plug in. I think the best message in this entire series that I've heard was shared by Tracy Thomas when I was in Lebanon. He shared a message on what do you do with the problem of suffering? Mm -hmm. If you've missed that, Mm -hmm. go back, listen to Main Auditorium Mm -hmm. on Sunday, October 2nd. Mm -hmm. It is a must listen. Also, Fall Fest was a hit last year. We're doing it again Sunday, October thirty from 4 to 6 p.m. come on out if you got your kiddos it's a great time Old Testament University with Dr. Jody Owens from Johnson University is going to be Friday night and Saturday morning November 11 and 12 Do you know a lot about the Old Testament stuff?
2: I think I do well, but you- yeah, it, I, it, I can always learn some more.
1: I love, I love the, Old the Old Testament. Old Testament. I and too. Dr. Owens yeah. is probably one of my favorite Old Testament teachers. Mm-hmm. And then just quickly, talk about the Rich Mullins tribute concert that weekend.
2: Well, a, a few of you guys were talking about how much you love Rich, Rich Mullins, and I said, well, why don't we just do a Rich Mullins night? And so um, we've often done hymnology, where we do hymns, and this, this time, this quarter, we're going to change it up, and we're going to do some Rich Mullins songs. I think Miles Clark is going to join yes. us, and uh, we're just going to sing some favorites. I think
1: I'm going to sing one of the songs. Good. I'm announcing that on direct line. I don't know which one yet. I don't know awesome. how good it'll be. Awesome. Well, we'll see if it's awesome. Are you Rich Mullins guy or not, oh, Dean? Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, when you say Rich Mullins, you get one of two responses. You know, wh- one is, who in the world is this? <laughs> or two, people really dig it. Yeah. You know where he died?
3: I do. Yeah. Not far not from far. Bloomington, yeah. Illinois. Interstate 39.
4: Yep. Uh-huh. Yep.
1: Yeah. It's pretty wild. He wrote that song, Elijah, which is probably my favorite Rich Mullins hmm. song. He said, When I leave, I want to go out like Elijah. Mm hmm. And he did. Yeah, flipped his Jeep on an icy oh, road, right? Heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. heartbreaking. So he leaving a concert. Yeah. Yeah, so, so. we're going to
2: sing those songs on Sunday, November 13th at 6 p.m. Yeah, and
1: that's yeah. going to be something that's for anybody. You don't oh, have to yeah. be a part of Second Church. Oh, you don't no. have to be a part of any church. Right. But um, the thing I love about Rich Mullins' music, it, we talked about this a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, Every bit a theologian Mm -hmm. as a musician, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there was always a message behind the songs Mm -hmm. that he wrote. Mm -hmm. So, hey, we're almost done. So, Steph, you get a a break this week. No history for you this week. But really, I know. Well, the 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 clock is ticking. But um, October 12 was a big day (laughs) involving Christopher Columbus and Martin Luther and Jesus Christ superstar. But you can Google that (laughs) and check that out. But good news segment. I want to highlight my friend Tracy Thomas. Mm -hmm. You know, we've been so blessed to have him Mm -hmm. as a part of our team, and Tracy and. Lori and their daughter, Hannah, mm-hmm. live in nearby Ridge Farm. And he's just poured himself mm-hmm. into ministry here mm-hmm. at Second Church. Mm-hmm. And I had not a worry on this trip to mm-hmm. Lebanon because I knew he was preaching on Sunday mm-hmm. and he was teaching Oasis on Tuesday. Yeah. He's just a blessing to have working alongside of him. You guys share, you know, office, office locations right. side by side, but yeah, he he's is just a man. blessing. So, yes. Dean, thanks for being with us today, man. Thank you. Glad to be here. And uh, we'll get you back in studio. Thanks for listening to Direct Line on behalf of Greg and Steph and my man Garrett who's spinning the dials. We'll see you next week on Direct Line.